0: This is Invisible Warrior Radio, and I'm your host, Adrian Clements, Invisible Illness Advocate and Empowerment Coach with Invisible Warrior.com. On this show, it's my mission to provide you with simple strategies to navigate the various mental, emotional, relational, and existential challenges of living a life with chronic and invisible illness. Filled with practical psychology, powering expert interviews, and personal insights and observations from my own journey as an invisible warrior. Each week, we will explore a new tool for navigating this often confusing adventure of illness with more resilience, ease, and self-love. So let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. We all have those moments where a certain bit of wisdom changes our world. Mine changed when the meaning of Charles Swindle's quote, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. Really sunk in. Hi, I'm your host Adrian Clements and thanks so much for joining me here today for episode 3 of Invisible Warrior Radio and happy Thanksgiving. I am so grateful for you taking time to tune in here each week and for making space for me in your podcast feed and in your inbox if you've subscribed to my email list and all your continued support of this truly meaningful work. So from the bottom of my big Texan heart, Thank you, warriors. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about the power of thought. My father used to tell me that Charles Swindle quote all the time throughout my rebellious adolescent phase. And being the typical teenager I was, it would simply go through one ear and out the other. (laughs) But as I ventured down the path of personal development as I went through college in my early 20s, this concept really began to click for me. And I had to admit... Pops was right. It's not our circumstance that creates emotional suffering, but it is the meaning we make about the circumstances that creates the suffering, otherwise known as our thoughts about it. So today, I want to talk with you about the power of thought and how we can actually harness our thoughts for the power of good in creating a life we love in spite of illness. For as we head into the holidays here, all sorts of things can come up for us. And while the holidays can be a beautiful time of connection, giving, and play, it can also be a stressful time and it can be extra stressful for us invisible warriors. We might have to travel and figure out stressful things like how to respond to security about all the meds we have in our suitcase. No, sir, I'm not a drug dealer, just a lady with a lot of illnesses. We might have to spend time with family and acquaintances where the relationships aren't so solid, and you find yourself just waiting for Aunt Janice to mention that new random article she's found online on how to cure your illness quick and naturally. She's so good about finding those articles, isn't she? (laughs) One of my favorite bhakti yoga teachers, Bhagavan Das, says, if you think you're spiritually enlightened, go spend a week with your family. And when I first heard this, I couldn't help but laugh out loud because I consider myself a spiritual person, but sometimes I'll go back home and be with family and you just find yourself kind of regressing back into these old roles. And it's so true that family brings stuff out for us. It's just the way that systems work. And then on top of dealing with travel and family, we find ourselves surrounded by temptation at every corner with all sorts of delicious foods we don't normally eat and maybe we can't eat or shouldn't eat because of certain diet restrictions for our treatment plans. And then on top of all of that, the events, the interactions, etc., we still have an illness to manage and treat. And we might not be feeling that great over the holidays, but we might feel pressured to fake it till we make it, which usually results in running out of spoons and maybe reaching burnout. So during the holidays, it's extra important to be aware of what your body needs and to really honor your boundaries of where you're at. And sometimes that means you're going to have to say no to both yourself and others. And that can be really hard to do. And saying no during times like this and just navigating the holidays in general can bring up all sorts of stuff for us. And as a coach and a counselor, I know that the meaning we create about having to navigate these challenges is much more impactful than the circumstances themselves. And we create meaning by how we allow ourselves to think about these circumstances. And yes, I do say allow ourselves to think about these circumstances, because when we start to realize that we're in control of our thoughts, we can shift our entire experience. So as we commence this holiday season, I want to share with you some ways that you can use and tools that you can use with the power of thought in order to have a more empowered, engaged, and appreciation-filled holiday season even while having to navigate the challenges of both holidays and managing an illness. And in my practice, I use an integrative theoretical approach when I work with my coaching and counseling clients. And one of the theories my work is rooted in is a form of cognitive behavioral therapy called rational emotive behavioral therapy, or REBT, That's what we call it in the therapy world anyway. And these cognitive theories are some of the most research proven for helping to alleviate many mental health conditions from depression to anxiety to post-traumatic stress disorder to chronic pain to obsessive compulsive disorder and many, many more. And the root of all cognitive theory is this, that our thoughts create our feelings and therefore influence our behavior. So let me say that again, that our thoughts create our feelings and therefore influence our behavior. As the founder of Rational Emotive Therapy, Dr. Albert Ellis would say, you feel how you think. And he would go even further to say that you can experience happiness in spite of grief, trauma, loss, and yes, even illness, simply by changing the way you choose to think about it. And it takes effort to change the way we think. For we have had our beliefs about these challenges ingrained in our mind for a long time. In fact, they have formed neural highways in our brain that are so deeply embedded that it is super easy to drive down them on autopilot. So building new thought highways that are more empowering for us takes us being able to first cultivate awareness of our thoughts. And so now I want to share with you the process that Dr. Ellis created for helping people really become aware of their thoughts and then reframing them to form more rational and empowering beliefs. And the process is called the ABC model. And the ABC actually is an acronym you can follow to gain awareness of and change your thoughts. So let's explore the model each step of the way and go through an example of how you could use it this holiday season. So, A stands for activating event. For example, you've gathered enough spoons and you're really excited to head out to a friend's holiday party, only to be confronted with a table full of delicious treats that you can't or maybe shouldn't eat and are forced to watch all your non-ill friends enjoying all of the scrumptiousness without you. Then B stands for belief. Belief or the thoughts we have about this experience. For example, maybe after we're seeing all of these people eat this delicious stuff that we want to eat, the thought pops into our head, ugh, I hate that I can't eat what everyone else can. This is so frustrating. These people don't even realize how good they have it. Ugh, I bet maybe I could get away with just eating a little... You know, then maybe people stop asking me why I'm not eating, and I can actually have something good and look normal. Then C stands for consequences. This includes how you feel after these thoughts come up and then behave based on those thoughts and feelings. So to continue with our example, perhaps you started to feel frustrated about your food restrictions, which leads you to feeling a little jealous when you see people enjoying something that you would like to, which your brain then convinces you to act in a way it thinks will soothe the jealousy by giving you what you think you want, that awesome gluten-filled double fudge brownie that is just sitting there staring at you. But then this action has consequences too. Because we've crossed our own health boundary, we then have to deal with the potential symptoms, physical symptoms that we might get from crossing that. For example, digestive pain or a potential flare from this choice. Which can actually lead to starting the whole ABC cycle all over again on a downward spiral. For example, then the activating event becomes your stomach and digestive pain, um, being and having that system be all out of whack after digging into that sweet gluten y morsel. Then beliefs start to pop up in your mind about that event. Ugh, why did I do this to myself? I'm always so easily tempted. It's just so unfair I have to deal with things like this all the time. I wish I could just be normal like everybody else. We all get these thoughts sometimes. And when these thoughts come up, there are consequences in the form of how we feel and then how we behave. So we might start to feel guilty about the choice that we made, And maybe even a little ashamed because we begin to think that something's wrong with us, which in turn can lead to us wanting to isolate ourselves and engaging in more self-destructive behavior and less self-care. And then the spiral continues downward. So how can we stop this spiral and get off this roller coaster that just seems to be in a free fall? Well, we change our thoughts. The next steps in the ABC model are D and E. D stands for to dispute irrational beliefs. And irrational beliefs are illogical beliefs where there's no rational evidence to actually support this belief, but we've convinced ourselves that it's true. These are the beliefs that keep us locked in a downward spiral. So, what we have to do is actually search for evidence that our belief is true or false. I like to call this being a thought detective, really allowing ourselves to be objective and non judgmental observers of our thoughts. When we can allow ourselves to kind of mindfully step out of it and just choose to look at it from the outside and say, where is the evidence here? It feels a little less personal and it's easier to kind of examine our thoughts from that level. So I invite you to kind of step outside of yourself. So let's uh, dispute the belief that came up there of, you know, we are not normal because we have different boundaries than other people. So first of all, what is normal? If normal is having a body free from illness and disease, well, you might be right. We might not be normal in that sense. But normal also means what's most common. And being that there's over 125 million Americans that have a chronic illness or health condition, and that's over half the population, in some ways, having an illness is pretty normal. So we can't really say with 100% certainty that having an illness and having these restrictions makes us not normal, can we? In fact, we have to accept that rationally, there are many ways we actually are normal. Therefore, the belief that we are not normal would be an irrational belief. So now that we've started to cultivate that awareness, we can move on to the final step in the model, E, creating effective new beliefs. So how do we create an effective new belief? Well, we use the new evidence to help us form it. For example, we can tell ourselves, Hey, you know, I accept that I ate something that wasn't very good for my body, but that's okay because I'm an imperfect human being and we all get tempted sometimes and I'm allowed to make mistakes. That's okay. And having boundaries in my life doesn't make me abnormal. In fact, everyone probably has different invisible boundaries that they have to live by that we can't see. So it's not just me. Now, imagine how you might feel and behave after reframing your irrational belief into a thought like that. It's not ignoring the circumstance. It's taking responsibility, but it's really owning the evidence that's there and really saying, you know, yep, this happened, but I've gone through kind of stuff like this before. I can get through this too. It's not as bad as I initially imagined. Most likely, if you respond to yourself this way, you're not going to feel the same desire towards self-destructive and avoidance behaviors. In fact, you may feel the exact opposite. You may feel even more confident to navigate other social gatherings during the season because you're thinking much more empowering thoughts. And then the opposite effect happens. An upward spiral begins. And that simple act of reframing one thought empowers you to start reframing other irrational beliefs into more rational beliefs and therefore creating change throughout other areas of your life. So that is the whole ABC process in rational emotive behavioral therapy. Now that you understand the flow of the process, let's do a little exercise where you reflect on a situation that's been frustrating you recently. One where you felt, you know, slightly charged emotional reaction. So what was the activating event or step A in that scenario? What happened right before you started to feel overwhelmed by an emotional reaction? Who was there? What were they doing? What were you doing? What was going on in this space? Where was it at? Understanding what triggered you and bringing awareness to that can help us proactively cope and also manage situations more effectively in the moment. So get clear on the event that happened. Then we move on to step B by examining the beliefs that ran through our mind during the activating event. So what were some of the thoughts that were going through your head as this was happening and right after it happened? Then I want you to note how you felt and then behaved after those thoughts were running through your mind after this event began. If you didn't feel good or at least okay about it then there is some opportunity to shift some of the irrational beliefs around this experience so now it's time to dispute some of those irrational beliefs moving on to step d what evidence is there for your beliefs irrefutable evidence that your belief is true does it exist Doing this, like really looking for evidence successfully, requires brutal honesty with oneself. So remember to s- try to step outside of yourself and look at the situation as if you were a non judgmental observer, simply looking at your life. Now, if there is some evidence, make some note of that evidence. If there's not any evidence or little evidence, make note of that as well. Is there evidence to the contrary? What evidence is there that your belief is not true and in fact false? Make note of that as well. If you have found no or little evidence that your belief is true and have found evidence that your belief is actually false, well then you have successfully identified an irrational belief Now it's time to form a more empowering and effective new belief. So this is the last part. Using the evidence that you found, what is a rational new belief or counterstatement you could tell yourself about this experience? Flip your perspective and try to look at it from another angle. Then once you've been able to kind of come up with a belief that you can tell yourself that's more empowering around the situation, that really embodies the evidence that is there, repeat this to yourself a few times and maybe even write it down in a journal to help you remember it in the future. Now, can you imagine how thinking this new belief might influence how you feel and behave about this situation? Hopefully, it shifts it a little bit better for you and improves your life a little bit more by helping you to release some of that emotional reaction to the situation. And imagine what would happen in your life if you use this technique just like even 10% of the time. Even 10% of the time, you're going to start seeing shifts that are happening in your life and your experience. And I guarantee that you're going to feel a little lighter about all of this stuff that's going on in your world around you. So remember to start slow and be patient with yourself. It takes time to rewrite our thoughts, but with awareness and practice, we can create incredible change in our lives by simply changing how we think. I invite you to try this tool and play thought detective over the holidays. When you find yourself becoming triggered by a situation, simply take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth to activate your body's calming response and bring yourself back up into your higher, more logical brain. Then go through the ABCs and try to identify and dispute any irrational beliefs that might have been present. Then work to create and really think about a new, more empowering belief that you could tell yourself that would allow you to feel better and take more empowered action. Now, if you enjoy learning practical psychological tools like this to shift your relationship and experience with illness, then I invite you to come join me in the Invisible Warrior Inner Circle. The Inner Circle is an exclusive and affordable monthly group coaching program for courageous human beings fighting to create a life they love in spite of invisible and chronic illness. Each month, we openly and honestly discuss the various challenges of living with illness, the mental, emotional, relational, and existential challenges we were never prepared for. And we learn practical and empowering tools we can use to overcome and manage those obstacles with greater confidence, self-love, and resilience. So is this the kind of community you're seeking? If it is, right now is the perfect time to join during my annual Bright Friday sale because you can actually join the tribe for 40% off a yearly membership. I have made a commitment to keeping the inner circle a really affordable program because illness is already expensive enough. So normally it's $27 a month for a membership or $324 for the year. But right now you can actually join and get a yearly membership for only $197. So that breaks down to only $16 a month or four kombucha teas. Yes, I am a proud kombucha addict over here myself. <laughs> Ginger is my favorite. Uh, it also is equivalent to three Starbucks pumpkin spice lattes. Mm-hmm. One month of Netflix or a l- lunch at a local cafe. And while all of these things are so awesome, don't get me wrong, I love them all, but they are all magically momentary. But what you will experience and learn in the inner circle can even more magically Support you for a lifetime in creating a life you love in spite of illness. So I invite you to ask yourself, what is supporting and empowering your mental, emotional, and relational health worth to you on this illness journey? Go to invisible warrior.com backslash join the inner circle, all lowercase, to learn more about joining the Invisible Warrior Inner Circle tribe. And if you join now, I just added three new sparkly bonuses for you to make a total of five amazing bonuses you can get for joining the circle at this time. One is a 20 minute laser coaching session with me. Coach Adrian, where we're going to focus on one of your illness challenges to really create a positive shift and empower you with personalized resources for moving forward. Two, you'll get a free ticket to the members only online family, friends, and illness workshop I'm going to be hosting here in December. So you can really feel empowered with a new set of tools to navigate the socializing of the holidays with more confidence and ease. Bonus number three, an MP3 recording of my workshop, Three Brain Secrets to Managing Stress and Anxiety with Chronic Illness, so you can access it at any time. Bonus four, a free download of my soon-to-be-released Mindfulness Meditation Album for Navigating Illness, Grief, and and trauma. I am so excited about this project and I am so excited to give this away as a bonus to the new warrior members of the inner circle. And finally, bonus five, become a member now and get a free 18 karat gold plated honeycomb tribe necklace for my invisible warrior wear line, a fashion and jewelry line for courageous human beings fighting to create a life they love in spite of illness. And you can explore my line on Etsy.com in the Invisible Warrior Wear shop. And this is a self-care purchase you can feel even extra good about because a portion of all of the proceeds here will be going to support one of my favorite invisible illness nonprofits, People Hope. So when you join the tribe, you help light it up for People Hope this Bright Friday, an empowering alternative to Black Friday. So I can't wait to have you as a part of the tribe warrior friends. Here is to a season filled with appreciation, hope, and healing. Thank you so much for joining me here today and a happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. And a special thank you to Frederico Seven Music for producing our theme song.